This is the Horse Radio Network. You're listening to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I spent over 35 years coaching collegiate equestrian teams. There is one university that stands out in equine education. From its 200-acre campus in the heart of horse country, Midway University provides hands-on training to undergraduate students and offers programs in equine management, rehabilitation, and pre-veterinary science. For athletes, Midway provides scholarship opportunities on its hunt seat and Western equestrian teams. Now, for the first time, Midway is offering an online equine business and sales degree and an advanced equine MBA degree for students anywhere. Find out more at midway.edu. Welcome back, everyone, to the Athletic Equestrian Riding in College podcast. I'm your podcast host, Sally Batten, and I've been interviewing collegiate coaches and riders and organizations. And today I'm talking to a coach, a longtime friend, longtime friend, <laughs> Chris Mitchell, who has been out of coaching for a few years, so is back into it. So I was thrilled to um, be able to include Chris on the podcast. And Chris joined the Albion Equestrian Coaching staff. You may have already listened to the the Western coach, um, his podcast, plus Randy Heathman, um, who I also talked to, but they're, they're both from Albion also. And he just started there uh, this month, September of 22, after serving as head coach of the Randolph College Wildcats in Lynchburg, Virginia for seven years. And prior to that, a 13-year tenure at Cornell in Ithaca. And uh, Chris was a member of the NCAA Steering Committee for Equestrian and is a member of the IHSA Board of Directors. And most recently, he served as director of jumper programs for the USHJA, which is the United States Hunter Jumper Association. He's a graduate of Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia with a degree in business administration and marketing. So welcome, Chris, to the podcast. Thank you, Sally, for having me on. This is so exciting. I told I told my wife, who you know very well, yeah. as well, and she's like, oh, tell Sally I said hi. So hi. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So for our listeners, I coached um, Chris's wife way back in the day, 40 years ago, when she was a student at um, Centenary. And I also coached in the same region with Chris's mom, Mary Jane Mitchell. So it is quite the family affair here. Absolutely. <laughs> so Chris, let's see, Let, let's have you start by talking about the Albion equestrian team. We heard, we heard about it back with Adam. He was coaching both teams while they yeah. were kind of in in uh, the program was a little bit in limbo just looking for a, a hunter seat coach so why don't you talk about the Albion equestrian teams where are you located what do they offer there just give us a brief little background but then talk more about the 
the hunt seat equestrian team right. specifically. So Albion is is located kind of in, in the south central side of Michigan. Um, I'm still learning my Michigan geography, so I yeah. might be wrong. Yeah. But it, we're in the south central side of Michigan. Um, we're about an hour and a half due west from Detroit. Um, so it's it's kind of right in the middle of the state. It's a small little town. It's a nice, small, private school. It's about 1,500, 1,800 students. It's been here for almost 200 years. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it, a long time. A yeah. long time. I didn't realize how, how old the school was. Um, and we were, we're lo- I'm located at the Nancy G. Held Equestrian Center, which is literally just off campus. Um, it's, you know, if anybody remembers when I was at Cornell, we were only a mile off campus. This is just about the same distance. Wow, nice. Um, so it's, it's right there. We, we boast the, the largest collegiate indoor ring in the country. I don't even know how big it is, but it is enormous. I look at it and my window looks out at it and it's enormous. Really? Like I could have two full-size courses on either side and they wouldn't interfere with each other. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, how, how old is the equestrian center? When was that all? 2005. Oh, okay. So, so fairly recent. It's all relatively new. Um, barns, aisles come off the indoor. So every aisle, we have four aisles and every aisle walks into the indoor, which is nice. Wow. So once you walk in, well, they built it pretty smart, right? You're in Michigan in the winter. Once you go inside, you don't want to walk past. <laughs> right. So they built yeah. it. So it's like that. Um, the school, it's a nice, small, liberal arts school. It's a, it's a very well-known school in the area. So I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm excited to, to start recruiting and, and and build the hunt seat program. I mean, Adam's done a great job of building the, the Western side. Um, now it's time to build the hunt seat side. And, and you know, I'm really excited to, to do that. So the students are wonderful, um, very welcoming, um, very excited that somebody's here. Um, because as you said, you know, pointed out earlier, they were in limbo. So mm-hmm. they're really excited that, that somebody's going to be here st- with stability and structure and, you know. Right. So. so, so when you say build, build the program, talk, talk about what that means. Like, like what, what we all understand coaching and all the things that are involved. Well, not all of them, but those right. of us that are in it, um, but how are you going to go uh, about that? Talk about recruiting or uh, d- does Albion offer scholarships? Just talk more about that side right. of it. So actually, I just got out of a, a, a athletic staff meeting and they were talking about scholarships and the, and the scholarships that Albion is is able to offer. Or I was listening. I was pretty impressed. I mean, some of the they're very good scholarships. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I can't remember exactly what they are. Right. But right. they were I was like, wow, that's a that's a good scholarship for incoming um, students for incoming students. Correct. Okay. okay. And there, there's a lot of different ways you can get scholarships. So it's not, and it's not different. It didn't sound like it was difficult. Um, so when you're building to me, when you're building a program, you know, you, you have to come in and you have, you have to have a plan, right? This is, this is what I'm going to do. Um, as Sally knows, when I was at Cornell, that was my first head coaching job. Um, but I was an assistant coach, a number of other places. And so I had an idea of what I wanted to do and it was going to take three to five years to get, right. right? It takes a while when Sally yes. first moved to Dartmouth, it took a while to, yeah. to, to get yourself there. Right. So yep. 
We're going to build with our students. Uh, I have five great freshmen that I did not recruit that are here now. Um, so we're going to build off, off of that class um, and then get more students coming in, build, trying to get out to the, to the local horse shows and, and start to get that name back out there again. So people start to look at it and go, oh, mm. that's a good point. I want to go there. Or mm. more important, and almost more importantly, is I want to donate my horse there. When my horse is ready to step down, you know, or I just can't do it anymore. I want, that's a huge part of it. Um, because if you don't have the horses to build the program, it's hard to get the students in when you don't have the horses. So it's, it's a combination of everything. But the biggest thing is getting the community involved, going out and recruiting, um, and recruiting both four-legged and two-legged athletes. Right. It's, it's hugely important. Um, and having the trust that, you know, luckily now I have, I've built over the years that if I call some people, they're going to, if they have a horse, they're going to, oh, I, they'll take care of it. Right. right. So that that's important as a donor. You want to make sure that your horse is taken care of. So, right. Right. But the building is, is this is getting the students here and getting the recruiting. And it's, it, I mean, the facility sells itself, which is yeah, nice. Yeah. Right. right. It really does sell. It. And it's I've heard beautiful. the campus is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So that helps a lot. Um, and our horses that we have now are great. I mean, they're wonderful horses, but you know, as, as we all age. Yeah. 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 How many horses? Right now we have 14. Uh, 14 English. 14 hunt seat horses. Okay. And then? So I think there's 18 or 20 Western horses. But his, his my team is only 14 currently. His team is 27. Yeah. So he's he's really done a great job of building his program. So now right. I have to kind of follow suit. So we are right. together. Do you What number do you want to have? Like, is there a max number that you can have? I think 28 is like the perfect number. Yeah. Because over my years, I found I went higher. I was like, oh, we need to have more people. It's it's hard to manage more people. Yeah, I, I had as many as 35 at one That's point. what I did once. Once. It, that it was, was rough. I was, I was like, this is a good idea. And then halfway through, I was like, this is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So it was really hard. I think 28 is like a perfect manageable, especially in the IHSA, because it gets you deep enough in every division where you can you can play the game. If you're not right. deep enough, then it's hard. It's hard to play the game and it's hard to move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What's your horse show schedule? Like when, when do they compete there? Like I, I know at Dartmouth, we couldn't compete in the winter. I, probably at, well, at Cornell, you might've been able to, cause you have heated arenas, but people had to get there. Right. So, we, so what's your, uh, what's your show schedule and, um, how are the limits as far as how many can compete at each one? Well, so our, in this region, we're in zone six, region one. Mm -hmm. um, and Albion was, the hunt seat side was in zone six, region four last year. So this is a whole new region for all these returning students. Oh, were they in the Ohio region? Well, they're in the Ohio, that zone, but they were, now we're in the Ohio region. Like I'm going to Lake Erie in two weeks, Sally. Oh. Oh, awesome. Right. So yeah. and they came here. So our zone, our region has like 12 or 13 schools in it. Um, but at our we just had a home horse show. So as a timeline, I started my job on a Wednesday and on Saturday and Sunday, we had our first two horse shows at home. So wow. People coaches would go, so how's this one go? I said, I don't know. I've seen it for three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it goes like a horse, just go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um 
So it, it's been fun, but there was only six teams because it was so early in the year yeah, yeah. that they couldn't, they couldn't get everything together. They couldn't get their paperwork together. Right. Right. Yeah. So Lake Erie is at the end of the week, end of the, in the middle of this month. Um, and they do a double header. They do a lot of like two weekends and two shows in a weekend. Yeah. They have here. a lot of horses. Right. Yeah. So, um, so they're doing that. Uh, we go to Lake Erie in the middle of October and in the beginning of February, uh, November, we go to Finley okay. for um, a double header. And then, okay. and then we're done until February. We go in February, which I, I am a little surprised that we're going in February here. Yeah. Um, I would think that that would be a hard month because that's why well, I grew up in New York. It was always a right. snow month. Right. Right. So, but they go, and, but you know, they play. And so February, we go early February and then in the middle of February. Okay. And then we're done with our regular horse shows. And then we have regionals and then so, excuse me. Okay. And does, um, kind of switching topics here, does Albion have a, uh, equine studies program? No, they do not. Okay. Okay. They do not. It, it's strictly academic, um, regular academic, liberal arts academics. Um, but you know, my riders ride, they try to ride three or four times a week. They, they, all my riders ride three times a week with me. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. So, and, and then they can take, there's, if that, if I have the opportunity, they, they take advantage of some extra practice rides. Okay. So. And you've been clinicking at Albion through the Yes, years, I've been right? up here. So it was nice because a couple of the students that I know um, from past clinics. So it's been kind of oh, cool. Okay. A lot of them have moved on, but there was a couple that are still here, which I was excited right. to see. Right. So, and, and going back to the whole recruiting thing, what do you want to see if somebody's interested in Albion, what do they send you a questionnaire? Do they send you a video? What, and what are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking for, for riding. I, right at this point, I need people that, that are interested. So if they go on to our, uh, our website, albion.ed.com or .com, albion.com, and they go into the, the uh, athletics and equestrian, there's an equestrian recruit form right there. Okay. Um, so that's right there on our website. They fill that out. It comes to me. It comes directly to me. Um, and then we start talking from there. You know, I, you know, building a program, as you know, right. You, you need all of them. You need, you need the person that's written very little and you need the person that that's written. That's a right. Lot. Right. You Cause you, everything in the middle. So you're exclusively in the IHSA. Right. Yeah. Currently. Yes. They, there's talks that maybe NCEA down the road. Um, but I'm glad they're not doing it this year because that would be, <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Um, right, right. So uh, yeah, so we're doing. Uh, we just need every everything. If you're interested and you know you want to just fill it out. If not, you can email me at cpmitchell@albion.edu if you can't find that, and I will send it to you, and we can go from there. But yeah, I I'm looking for good students that want to ride in college. Yeah. Okay. On a good program. In, yeah. a, in a good program because it'll be a good it's it it was okay it'll be a really good program now yeah great and so you um they ride three times a week with you what what else do they have to do like what what else are the team requirements do they work um, out do they have team meeting what do they do? they have team meetings um we have team meetings probably we're gonna have team meetings about twice a month um we have a team meeting obviously right before every horse show um, because we're one team, the Hunt Seed and the Western, it's one team. 
They right. help each each one helps with the other horse shows, which is fantastic because as you can remember running a horse show, doing it with 14 people would have been very difficult. Yeah. Right. So the Western team really, really helped us out. And they have a horse show this weekend and all of my team will be helping them out. So it works well like that. So now you have one team working that way. Um, so it's all the prep work like that. Um, they do do some barn work. They're required to do um, 20 hours of barn work a semester. Oh, that's good. That they schedule with our stable manager. Yeah. Um, and then they they go from there. But it, I love that because it makes them more accountable for their horses. Yeah. And for those riders that don't have a lot of experience, it makes them really comfortable around the horses. Right. You know? Right. So I really yeah. enjoy that. But that's about it. There's a lot of stuff last year, um, going back to last year with Adam doing both sides, right? He They did over 700, 700 hours community service for the whole year. So they're Whoa. very, yeah. They're very involved in the community. The whole athletic department is very involved in the community. They do a That's lot great. of stuff. That's great. Which is great. So there's there's extra things like that. Um, that I I couldn't I couldn't put a number on how many hours they they are, but all those, you know, student athlete type right. things. Right. So and um what about workouts? I know Adam um he actually connected me to Allie Hartman from Equa Equifit, right? Equ, yeah, Equifit. Equ- Equifit. And um, so do you do that too with your she, team? They, uh, yep. The teams do that too as well. Yeah. yeah. But they do that on their own currently. Yeah. Um, So when they have time, because, you know, those college students, their timings are not the same as ours, right? I, right. I want to be done by five or six o'clock and then go right. home and have dinner and go to bed. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, so they, they do that on their own. I, I'm going to look at that this semester and we might be changing that to maybe, you know, you could do two, one on your own and two have to be with a captain because we have two captains. So each captain can run up. So that way there's some accountability. There is accountability now, but I'm not, you know, I I want a more, I like structure. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And it does help them. I mean, you know, that, that, we just got a report back from Equifit and I haven't met her yet, but we just got a report back and, you know, everybody's um, numbers are better, which oh, is good. good. So it's working. Yeah. yeah. It's working. Yeah. She, um, I interviewed her for the podcast and that oh. was already up, but also I've recruited her to help me with my next book, which is Equisize, which is mounted. Aerobic. Yes. I'm excited to see that one out. Yeah. 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 Well, I need to come to Albion and do an Equisize clinic. Hello. Okay. We'll see. We'll talk to Randy. <laughs> okay. So um, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. So a lot of times I'll start a podcast talking about your experience and how you grow up. So why don't you take us way back Talk about growing up, how you started riding. Talk about your college search. I'm not sure if uh, Longwood University had a team, but just just kind of go through all that. So I started. My mother's a trainer. She's the saint. Yes, in the, area. She's the wonderful, saint. the legendary Mary Jane Mitchell. Mary Jane Mitchell. She is legendary. Yeah. Um. So I started. I obviously was riding. I. I couldn't even tell you the first time I was on. Right. I had no idea, but I, right. we were riding the whole time. And do you have um, siblings, Chris? I have I have three siblings. Oh. Two, two older and one younger. Girls? Um, boy, girl, me, and then a girl. Oh, okay. So um, we all rode at one point. 
My yeah. brother won a lead line class and said, I'm going out a winner and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. That's it, right? Yeah. Um, my older sister rode until she was uh, probably a sophomore in high school. Okay. And then my younger sister rode a little bit, but really never really got into it. Wow. I was the only one that Me kind too. of really stayed with it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, but I rode I mean, as a mother, as a trainer, um, in growing up in Westchester and it's not the Westchester it is now it was a farm. It was farm Westchester at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, you know, you rode everything there was, we didn't have right. special horses and, and all this stuff now, which is neat, but we didn't have that then we rode right. everything and anything. Right. It didn't matter. Right. It didn't right. matter. So, um, mom was a, kind of a, you know, she was so good with the horses that she'd bring them in and they might've been a little rogue, you know, yeah. And so she would, she was hired to work with them. So I was, as I started getting older, I started to get on some of the smaller ponies and, you know, and, and the ones that, that were not always good. Yeah. Um, and so I learned some very valuable lessons, how not to fall, yeah, how yeah. to stay on. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I just kept riding and riding and riding and working. Uh, Ann Grency was a huge, um, huge mentor for me. She was, her farm was right down the road. So when she had something to ride, I can go down there and yeah. I never rode for free. If yeah. I was going down there to ride with her, I was cleaning stalls first. Oh, right? wow. Oh yeah. No, nope. always cleaning stalls or doing something on, on yeah. the farm to help because yep. you know nothing's free. Yeah. So, um, and so between the two of them, I really, really, I think I got a solid, solid base in riding and also started to really when I was about 15, I started teaching a little bit. Um, and I really thoroughly enjoyed trying to explain how to, how to ride. I, mm. I really enjoy that. Um, mm -hmm. and over the years, I, you know, with my mom's mentorship and Anne's, and then I was lucky enough to, uh, in my twenties work for Kip Rosenthal, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, really learned a lot from her and Phil Ake and Emerson Burr. I mean, some of the old timers. Yeah. Well, and you were right in the middle of it. That right. area. Right. Was unreal. It was, it was the, the knowledge that I was able to, to watch was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that really helped me. And then, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, you know, growing up. It's like, Oh, do, do I want to work? Do I want to go to school? Do I, you know, and I, I tried the school thing after high school and I, it didn't work for me because I was working in a barn all the time. So I didn't really give school a chance. So then I took a job with Kip Rosenthal and I was running her barn for five years, uh, Benchmark Farms that she just, at that point, just opened. So she, I was working at Fairfield Hunt Club and she and Kim Jacobs, her partner, came up to me and said, okay, we're opening this barn, this barn. and we need somebody to come and help us run it. And I was like, okay. So, you know, in those days, it's like, okay. I mean, I didn't write a resume right. yeah. the first yeah. Got 35 it. years of my life. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I worked for her for four years. And then I, I, you know, the problem with then is that you, you, if you got injured or you got hurt and you couldn't work, you didn't get paid. So the bills kept coming in. So I was like, there's got to be a better way. So I decided I was going to go back to school. And that's when I found Longwood College. At the time, it was Longwood College. 
Okay. And um, they did did have an equestrian team, but I was like, okay, I, I can't. If I'm going to do college, I have to do college. I can't do college and work in horses because it doesn't work. I'll just end up at the horses. So, right. Um, so, but they did have an equestrian team and I was trying really hard not to, not to, not to go. Not to go. <laughs> that lasted two days. <laughs> that, that lasted two days. So it just but keeps I bringing me back. That's, in. that's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, but I, I didn't do a lot with them because their team was really small. Um, but you know, I did, I helped, I helped them out a little bit. Um, I did not ride for them. I did ride in college for my first college, which was Westchester community college. Okay. Um, and I made it to regionals and nationals. We didn't have zones then. Yeah. Um, so I, I was a national rider. Um, and the horses back then compared to the horses now, it's yeah. it, not even the same animal. Yeah. It's not even the same animal. Right. Um, so yeah. And then from Longwood, I went out into the, into the, what I call the real world. And then just really, I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. The real world, meaning a non-horse job. Correct. I went out and I, my first job out of Longwood was a store manager for Radio Shack, which is not <laughs> even around anymore. <laughs> so. <laughs> I just can't see it, Chris. Right. <laughs> and that's when computers were coming out. So at yeah. that point it was, I was good with the computers. And then, then yeah. it got too, I was like, now I'm lost now. Yeah. Yeah. But then I was like, I can't, I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, I didn't see the sun. I was in a, I was in yeah, a, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I can't do that. So right. then I went back into the, into teaching and working in the barn and, you know, and I worked for Pace University for a while and um, Sleepy Hollow Country Club. And that's where I met Martha, my wife. Yeah. Um, my second stint back to Sleepy Hollow. And yeah. then from Sleepy Hollow at the Cornell and, you know, the, that was a very interesting experience. Um, it was a different place. It's much better now than it, than it was. Um, right. Because the they were, they had a total focus on polo. Right. Yeah. And now they have, now they're, they're working better together. Yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, How many years were you there? 13. Yeah. 13. Right. So it was, and it was, it, it was a hard region to be in. Yeah. It was a hard, we had, when I first moved up there, we had Skidmore and Casanova and, and uh, St. Lawrence. Right. And us. And I mean, we finished fourth that first year and I was jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Right. right. And those were legendary coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that was, that was pretty cool. So I was there for 13 years and, and really, I think, you know, built that up to where the school was recognizing it. Uh, the horses got better. Uh, the students definitely got better. Um, you know, our test every year was the Ivy League championships with, you know, there's eight in the Ivy Leagues and, you know, it was either at Dartmouth pretty much or yep. Cornell. And it yep. was always so good to compete against another team in the Ivies that had the same mindset, you know, yeah. like competitiveness and, and right. were good like Dartmouth was. Right. You know, so. Yeah. I wonder what our personal uh record how many times did you win i think i won I mean, four or five okay sure. yeah i think i think I you won, won at least six uh, yeah five or six i'm right. not i'm not sure yeah so um tell me what you like to do besides horses i know right now you're commuting 
from Virginia to Michigan. Right. So you probably don't have a lot of spare time, but, but what are some things you like? To uh, do I, I love to play golf. Okay. Not, not very good at it, but I love to go out and play. Okay. You know, it, to me, I, I, I've always, my high school had a golf course next to it. I worked briefly on the golf course and that's kind of where I got it. Um, and I, I just love to be out and not in front of my computer all the time or, right. you know, not necessarily not in a ring, but just someplace different. Like I don't have yeah. to think about this anymore, you know, and that's, yeah. that's something that I think has come in the last hmm, 10 years. Um, as I start to age a little bit, I'm like, I, you know, I love the horses, but I right. do need, I need to, I need a break. Yeah. I can't, I, it's hard to do that. 24 seven yeah. for 50 years. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> and I don't know if you know this, but my son-in-law, Jenna's husband is the head pro at the Detroit golf club. We'll have to talk after. Oh, I have to get better before I go to the Detroit <laughs> golf club. <though>. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm not, I'm not that good. I mean, I'm okay. But I'm yeah. Not, but, okay. What else? But no, do you like yeah. To we do? definitely should talk. That'd be fun. Yeah. What else do you like to do? Uh, That's about it. Yeah. You know, part, love spending time with my kids and my family. And, you know, like I said, my, my two of my children, my oldest and my youngest, um, Dylan and Avery are doing, are both very into karate. Dylan's going for in, in the spring, he'll be going for his fourth degree black belt. Wow. Uh, Avery in October is going for her second degree. Um, so I'm going home for that, which is great. Um, and you know, I love to go watch them, you know, perform their karate and watch my son, my other son, Jake, he's the middle one. He plays golf um, about as well as his father does. So he's still getting here. Oh, okay. And, uh, but he's on the golf team and he plays lacrosse and he, he really found, I was hoping that he would find that love. I was hoping all of them would find the love that I found with the horses and Martha's found with the horses. Yeah. Um, with something and they all, I'm lucky enough. They all have. So he plays lacrosse as well. He loves it. And I know Jack was a huge lacrosse player. Yeah. Do any of them ride? No, uh, my daughter does. But in in our area in Lynchburg, it's hard because there's a lot of places, but it's a lot of private. So it's all like your, your private backyard. So it's hard. So she's begging to come up here so she can ride. I said, we'll we'll get it. Let let me get here for a few weeks and let me see what's going on. Right. So we'll get there. She'll be here. Yeah. Good. So. Great. Well, thank you, Chris, so much for uh, talking about a little bit about you and a lot of lot of bit about Albion. Casanova College is a small co-educational college located in upstate New York, offering a liberal arts and professional studies education with over 35 academic programs. Our 240-acre equine education center is home to the nationally ranked intercollegiate equestrian team and the IACBE accredited equine business management program. Our equestrian team is one of the best in the region with a long history of success at intercollegiate and rated competitions in hunter seat, western horsemanship, reining, and dressage. The team competes in IHSA and IDA-sanctioned events. Our world-class equine facility houses over 70 horses, a large heated indoor arena, multiple grass and sand outdoor riding arenas, and turnout paddocks. For more information, visit www.casanovia.edu slash cas-equine.
Thank you for listening to the Athletic Equestrian Podcast. If you'd like more information on this podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can contact me at athleticequestrian at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by Jack Boyata and the music is by Kitcher.